0: golf podcast presented by golficity where we bring you the tips instruction and support you need to get the most out of your golf game and now your hosts frank and mike hey guys welcome back to the golf podcast this is episode number 382 and and who doesn't want to hit the ball cleaner who doesn't want better ball striking yeah i mean if if you don't if you've got that solved if you're ben hogan then you can turn the radio turn the channel off (laughs) right now you can tune it off but for the rest of us which is every golfer wants to strike the ball better we've got some great drills for you today we're going to talk about three drills drills that you and i Mike, have used extensively drills that have come up quite often when we've worked with different coaches i can Honestly, name countless coaches now that have had us in one way or another incorporate some of these drills or they can even just be considered like a quick field drill. It doesn't have to be something you do long or extensively. It can be something that just kind of writes the ship sometimes when you're you're going wrong with your ball striking. And you'll be surprised at how much of it or if you listen to us regularly, you may not be surprised at how much of it comes down to balance because we've really been, especially this year on the podcast, we've really been honing in on balance as one of those key fundamentals to really hit the ball the way you want to hit it and and I think so many of us when we're not striking the ball we want it's because we're off balance. Yeah, it's balance, man. I'm telling you. And
1: you know, a lot of us especially the newer golfers listening. These little tidbits, these little nuggets are kind of all you need, I feel. Because I will some will work for me some won't, but I take the ones that work and I just incorporate them in my game. The three-piece read. The straight arm chip, the uh, pitch shot that I learned from Ryan Hager from the tight lies. I'm just taking a little bit from there, a little bit from there. I'm sprinkling it all together into this soup, which is my golf game, yeah. and just putting it all together. And it's like, okay, if that doesn't work, if that's not for my game, that tip, great coach, thanks, but I'm not going to incorporate it. Mm-hmm. So I'm taking like these little things, and I notice I'm looking at the three drills we're going
0: to talk about, and these are those little nuggets. Yeah, loving it. Well, I think there's no doubt. The more we learn the game, the more we realize that it's it's built up of these lot of little components. Mm-hmm. And as you start to put those together, you start to play better. And I think a lot of these things that that are these like kind of little components, almost like pieces of a puzzle. And and you'll never quite solve the puzzle. Golf is too too difficult of a sport. No one ever fully masters it. I'm sure you've heard some people say that before. But there are ways that you can kind of keep kind of putting those pieces in place, and then all of a sudden you start to notice hey, you know, I'm getting better. You know what I mean? Right. It, it's it's like, again, we said before, like focusing on these small goals and maybe a small goal that you set for yourself is just a little bit better ball striking, a little bit more consistent, clean ball striking. So you'll work on some of these drills we're going to talk about today and then it'll take time and, and over time you start to develop and then all of a sudden you realize, hey, you know, I, I'm looking back at it and I'm having far fewer of these mishits that are causing this blow up hole. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Right. Or you may have some points, like we talked about all golf, Kind of go through slumps. You have a point where you're just you're not hitting the ball the way you want to, and it's just frustrating. And you start racking your brain. What am I doing wrong? Well, these are the types of things you can go back to that really focus on those fundamentals, and then it can kind of bring you back. Quicker. So it's all about every golfer's going to go through struggles. It's all about how quickly you kind of bounce back from it.
1: Yeah. And you know, it's funny. I was at the range this weekend and I noticed this that a lot of, and it's true, us amateur golfers, we will always gravitate towards practicing the things that we're good at because it's a feel good. You know, you don't want to embarrass yourself. You love going on that range. I had this guy next to me. He did not have a great swing, but he was out there and he was just swinging a thousand miles an hour and he was hitting the ball straight and it was going far. Mm-hmm. And then I noticed when he was done, he went up and he started to do some other things and his putting was awful and his chipping was awful. But it shows you like we like to try to do the things that we know we're doing well. And I'm just trying to break away from that. So I'm just trying to seek out the things that I'm doing completely terrible. Yeah. Like, where am I messing up every single time? Where am, where, where am I leaving that the club face open? Oh, iron shots. Let's go focus on that at a deep rough somewhere in the park right. or somewhere at a ring. So that's kind of where I'm honing in on my golf game
0: and yep. and there's there well there's no doubt there's diminishing returns like yes. you keep right. working on getting better at one thing and you could be somebody who hits every fairway at some point but if you can't hit that approach shot exactly if you can't if when you, you miss the green that 10 you foot can't hit. right you can't make that 10 foot putt you can't whatever it may be at some point the the low hanging fruit becomes the stuff that you're bad at the stuff that you're bad at is where you can change your score far quicker mm-hmm. so like right. you said if this guy is hitting 300-yard bomb, let's say, out in the middle it's every just a, time. Just a piece of the puzzle. Right, it's just working on, what, if you get another five yards, now he has a 305 down the middle. That's not going to change right. his score as much as it would working on those areas where you're not very good. And he's so, going to
1: double bogey that hole and be frustrated again. And he's going to get up to the next tee and hit a great drive.
0: Right, like, I don't understand. Exactly. I'm driving the ball so well. Exactly. But that's just it. It's, it's really pushing yourself outside your comfort zone. And, and to be a good golfer, you almost have to be – You know, comfortable with being uncomfortable. Exactly. You know what I'm saying. So Mm -hmm. you got to be able to push yourself out of the comfort zone. Do the things that you're not comfortable with, so that they become more comfortable, and you can rely on them more. I remember a couple seasons ago, I spent a lot of time working on my chipping and it went from something that I was very uncomfortable with to something that I was more comfortable with. And what I found is it helped my score because I got more aggressive with my approach shots, knowing that I could rely on my chipping if I missed my, my spot. Um, and also I just noticed that things, other things went down. My three putts went down because I was chipping the ball closer and not leaving myself such a distant starting point. So it it may not be fun in the moment, but work on those things. Um, all right, I want to talk. I want to dive into our Twitter tap because we've got a fun one today. A lot of you guys submitted some really great pictures, and we're gonna. If you're not, if you listen to the show on Spotify or iTunes, um, if you you know, if you tune in on YouTube or in golf is the app or uh, facebook watch you can also watch the show and we'll be able to flash some of those pictures up here on the screen um so you take a look at those if you haven't yet but we'll dive into that in a second first of course i want to thank our sponsor title is the number one ball in golf and guys you've heard us talk about it the new pro v1 and pro v1x they've been redesigned from core to cover uh just unbelievable that that stop you know drop and stop technology around the greens knowing that we can rely on our ball to stop when we need it to that softer feel you've heard me talk about consistently week in and week out but this week as we're recording it's the uh, the travelers championship and it reminds us of when we went up to tbc river highlands not long ago and did our golf ball that fitting. was fun that was a great fitting that really mm-hmm. was and i'll tell you what if you ever get the opportunity to do a fitting there is like i said in that pro v1 pro v1 x and an avx line there's going to be something for every golfer but it's not going to be the same for every golfer. It really comes down to getting fit, finding out what the right things for you. And what's one thing, if you haven't, and I know because of the fact of COVID still and there haven't been as many in-person things, those things are slowly starting to come back. But Titleist actually rolled out a really cool tool on their website. You can go to Titleist.com, check this out. Under fittings, you can schedule a virtual golf ball consultation. Mm. So you can get a virtual consultation and they'll they'll have some of the experts will be able to kind of guide you through what's going to be right for you because... They are designed purposely with some of these differences, different trajectories, uh, different, you know, whatever it may be. You're able to dial it in based on what your particular golf game is like, and you can get the most out of it. So you're going to get that greenside spin and control. You're going to get that, you know, that really low, long game spin that you're after. No matter what, those are baked into these premium top-of-the-line golf balls. But honing in which exactly one is right for you. We always recommend whether it be using the virtual tool, if you can do that now, or actually getting that in-person fitting is one of the best things you can do. So always bring your best. Learn more by going to Titleist.com. And like I said, check that tool out because it is really cool what they've got there. All right. Let's dive into this week's Twitter tap. And if you're not already following us on Twitter, make sure you do so at Golficity so you can be part of the conversation each week. And this week we asked, do you have a favorite picture you've taken on the golf course? And if so, what was it? And I know a lot of you like to um, leave your kind of your phones aside and mm-hmm, things like that. Mm-hmm. But me personally, I like to keep it in my back pocket because if for no other reason is, they nowadays smartphones have great cameras on them. And I like to remember this stuff while I'm out there. So take a couple pictures, snap a couple pictures. And some of you guys submitted some great ones. Uh, So let's run through these, Mike. What do you say? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, We
1: got Eddie here. He was just recently at Pinehurst. There's a shot that we're very familiar with from the clock. Yeah. With the cradle in the background. Gloomy day. Yeah. But uh, there's a spot that we love.
0: Yeah, and that and, and there's always that's kind of like the obligatory picture when they have the clock and the and the yep, name on it. Yep. You got to take that picture. Exactly. But I love some of these. We've got a we got a mix of some really beautiful shots and beautiful landscapes. Oh wow! But then the other mm-hmm. thing that's so so you know great about the game is sharing the game and we've got a lot of great pictures that you guys submitted that were like milestones and moments so so brock blakely says when my cousin got his first par he's got they took a picture and i love taking pictures of those milestones um and james uh he says my little guy and i last month his first nine holes ever that's great that is awesome. that's great so let us be some of the first james to welcome your little guy to the game he's got a, a long lifetime of <laughs> golf ahead of him <laughs> Absolutely. that's for sure
1: what else we got here?
0: So again, talking about landscapes. Connor Leadman says, "Gotta love the mountains." I always want. to, I don't think we've ever played a golf course, Mike, that are kind of in the like the foothills of like the big mountains. No. I always see some. I've seen some great pictures around the Rockies and the Alps. And yeah, stuff we've never like played. We we were talking we, about backdrops. We were
1: planning to play out in Whistler, and we would have saw a lot of this. Yes, this is where you see it. You see like a bald eagles flying and. No doubt also, about it's it. And
0: it. It's just so pretty. The, the Tanya
1: Hudson with the There's your classic golf bridge, the covered bridge. Love a good covered bridge. Yeah,
0: we saw one at Manhattan Woods. Manhattan Woods. Woods. I, I mean, you don't cool. see them too often, but they're 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 a cool find. Uh, Tyler Florio says I think this has to be one of my favorites One of the best looking par threes I've ever played And and if you're just listening to the show He's got this shot uh, from an elevated tee box I always like that An elevated tee box You can kind of see the vistas in the background And down there is this, this green That is well well protected by these yeah, that's a deep bunkers morning. on the right side And the green has kind of elevated itself And kind of <laughs> lifts up out of the background But just there are some tee boxes you stand on and the you just have to take a picture. You got to take a picture. Mike Webb has one here. It says, taken many years ago, still the background on my phone and my desktop. He's got the ocean off there in the background. The just How about beautiful. Kevin
1: Richards here with the deer in trot with the bridge in the background? Yeah. Some
0: of you guys are pros. You got some pro photographers some out pros. there. Um,
1: oh, great. Wow. Look at that. Kyle Schwerte. You talk about mountain backdrop, Frank. Oh,
0: it's almost Come at on. that point. It almost looks fake. It's so good um Kirk Williams this one was just yesterday my buddy teaming up at 8 15 pm gotta love summer gotta gotta love summer you can play so late into the night but there are just so many beautiful Those shots bounds. here um Buzz Killington has a shot here uh, oh, the, th- family shot. With the family shot the family and I, and I love this when you say it's my favorite shot we ask you for your favorite shot taken on a golf course and the you can't see any of the course it's just the family and it just shows you you take pictures of what's important out take, there. P- yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? And it's Sick. just,
1: uh, you know, I threw one of up, up this morning of my daughter and I wrote just love seeing it because I'm working so hard on keeping that uh, right arm straight And her back leg up in a full follow through. And like this was not a stage shot. This was like her pose from a video screenshot. And I was just like, yes. Yeah. You know, you're keeping that arm straight.
0: It's so cool too when you've got kids, you're getting into the game or or just a buddy who's new to the game. Mm -hmm. And just kind of being able to relive those first moments and realize you can almost like realize how far yourself has come because you mm-hmm. see a new brand new golfer and how difficult it is from a starting point and the struggle, but then you get to see them develop.
1: That's that's great. You know,
0: sometimes we've been playing the game for so long, it's like we're working on these minor little tweaks like we're going to talk about in a minute with some of these drills and just kind of like honing our craft, but being able to kind of get an idea and a visibility to look back of how far you've come, but also just getting to see someone who get, makes those initial big strides. Yeah. Going from like really having no concept on how to swing a club to starting to really groove a swing. Right. Right. And And I always,
1: I always think about us with videos and editing we yeah. just basically figured it out yeah, that's and had fun too. a blast learning how to do it along with along with learning golf
0: i'm i'm one of those firm believers that if you enjoy something
1: you'll learn it you'll learn it it's and, and if I'm you a don't enjoy
0: it, you won't learn it because you'll keep setting it aside 100%
1: because you you'll to make have the have, effort to get better and better right
0: and we say that with golf all the time we say you have to have fun first 100% let fun be your your very first goal and if you if you're out there enjoying it you'll you'll get better cuz you'll seek it out And you'll want to get better. You'll have that desire. Someone No one can force it upon you. Right. Um, right. (laughs) I'll end it with this one. Louis uh, James Frazier, he says, got to be this one, as it's the only time I've ever made it out of a bunker. (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. (laughs) And I'll tell you what, it wasn't the easiest one either. He's got a tricky little deep bunker there. That is a little tricky shot. Yeah. So, uh, Louis, congrats on your first time out of the bunker. and (laughs) glad you caught it on the... On camera. That's pretty sweet. There you go. All right, Mike, let's do another word from our sponsor, and then I want to hop into our three drills that are going to help you improve your ball strike.
1: Yeah, so big thanks to FootJoy. The all-new HyperFlex from FootJoy is tuned for golf with every detail designed and developed with the golfer in mind, starting at the top. These shoes look awesome, by the way. Uh, They have a mesh material on the upper, which provides a great fit. It forms uh, to your foot, fully waterproof. You would never think these shoes are waterproof by looking at them. They look like cloth. Yeah. You would think you water love would when just you have saturate mesh them. And water. I know, incredible. You know? So, I mean, they have the all new Rapid Fit system, and that's important because that makes sure makes sure that you're always dialed in. You know, you have that precision fit that's wrapping your foot with complete security because you are turning those feet hard you're gripping onto the earth hard and you got to make sure you have that support so the stratofoam offers that comfort with that midsole coupled with the optiflex outsole technology words that might just go right over your head but trust me these guys are smart they know what they're doing and believe me they're doing it right because these are the only shoes we wear and they are comfortable six rounds in pinehurst mm-hmm. we got another six rounds of the jersey shore in six days these things will be on my feet so whether walking rocking, whatever you're doing check out the hyperflex you're gonna love this shoe you can get it in the rapid fit system that boa click lock or if you don't like that you can go with the traditional lace-up you can uh shop now
0: footjoy.com yeah definitely give those a look because like you said mike those have been our go-to this Mm -hmm. year quite a bit um all right so let's talk about ball striking And, and first and foremost i think just about every golfer maybe if you're very first starting out you're just learning those struggles like we said of grooving a swing but otherwise Every kind of golfer at some point knows that feeling. Even if it's just in that moment they got lucky and they hit that crisp contact. You know, the more you play the the more often it'll happen, but you know the feeling. You know it right when it happens. You know the the sound of the ball, just the compression, the 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 flight, yeah, the trajectory. Yeah. You just know, you know when you caught it crisp. You know you caught it right on the right spot of that face. We talk. You know a lot of us say the sweet spot, um, but it's just a beautiful thing, mm-hmm. and it's the type of thing that will one hundred percent drive you back to just keep playing the game. Hundred um, percent, because that's what we want. We want that feeling. But but what happens is, we we get a sense that we just don't get it enough. You know, we see the guys in PGA Tour in the highest level, or you get a chance to play with a, a scratch or professional golfer, and you see just time after time, they just seem to make that same crisp contact, and it's just that beautiful ball striking, and it's just saying, "Man, I wish I could do that every time," or "I wish I could rely on myself to do it." You know, and, and it's a, it's on, it goes the other way. It's a frustrating thing when you just. You feel like you, you you make a good swing and then you just don't make that good contact. You end up with like a little bit of a stinging in your hand or you hit a little bit behind the ball first right. and you end up losing a ton of distance or, you know, worst case, way out in, into the heel, a hosel rocket or the toe. Uh-huh. And it's just it's just like I'm just not getting the consistency I want. But there are there is hope. But no matter what, understand this because this is so important it's not going to come without putting in the work the the world's best ball strikers are like that because they literally have hit more buckets of balls than you can ever imagine we think about the the greatest ball strikers of all time guys like ben hogan tiger woods and then you look back and you you read about them you you watch some of the videos and you realize from from a very young age they lived it they lived at the golf course and they would just hit golf ball after golf ball after golf ball. And you've heard us talk about it here. You're not going to improve just by pounding balls. You know, these guys were doing it with purpose. They had certain skills and drills that they were right. working on. Yep. But then the most important thing is they put the reps in. So as we talk about these drills, when one, one thing to make sure you guys understand is that you're not going to become a better ball striker in just doing this drill once. Okay. You know, understand the drills, Understand, and we'll talk about why they work and how the things that they can help. But then once you do, go out and put the reps in doing it. Or if things start to go off the rails a little bit for you and your ball striking is off, go back to the range and work on it and do it. Because no problem is going to be solved in, in a second. Yeah, you know, no, definitely not. It's, it's just not. take the reps. You got to be able to do it. And but the but the more the more you put in, the more you'll get out. If if you do put the time in these, you will start to see improvement quickly i believe yeah just gotta have focused practice man you absolutely do pick one thing or two things go and do it exactly and this is this first one i think is a is a great drill and it's something that uh i know kevin sprecker's had me do before i think i worked on this a little bit with with brad worthington uh so many coaches really come back to this because it's a time honored drill it's it's just really something that's been around for a long time because it works and it's something that if you need a visual on it um there are ca- on all these drills you can google them there are, there are multiple uh YouTube demonstrations of coaches doing these and we'll link to everything in the show notes so you can see them a little bit more but one thing is that when you when you get away from good ball striking as i said at the top of the show it often comes down to balance a balance issue right so you're going to see at least the first two drills here are going to do with uncovering issues with your balance and giving you a feel for what it feels like to be in good balance so with this drill what you're going to do is you're going to get a feel of where your body should be at that moment of impact and you're not going to be able to hit full swing full power shots like this because we're purposely taking you a little bit off of balance. But what you're going to do is it's going to help improve that body control so you can be a little bit more consistent with your swing. And the way you do it is effectively, let's say for a righty golfer, you're going to take your normal stance, but then you're going to move your, your, you're going to lift your right foot off the ground and just set your toe down. So basically the only thing touching the ground with your right foot, and switch this if you're a lefty, is your right toe. Basically, the reason being that we don't want you standing, just I mean, I've seen people do this drill just standing on completely on one leg, but we want to be able to put a little bit of weight, just enough that your toe supports that is still on your right side. Okay, I got so it. So choose like a mid or a short iron, you know, go to the range, find a place where you can safely hit a bunch of balls, um, and then take your stance as you normally would, but. Then, like I said, before you start your swing, just move your back foot so it's resting on the toe uh, of your shoe rather than on the ground. So like I said, a right-handed golfer this is going to be your right shoe. And then with that modified stance, what you want to do is just go ahead and make a swing. And your back swing, you're going to note, notice is restricted because your back foot's position and that's all right turn as far back as you can comfortably and then make your forward swing and then just repeat this drill as many times as striking the ball striking the ball now you could take a few practice swings if you'd like first just Mm -hmm. to get a feel for it um but what you should find while you're doing this drill and this is the key is that your swing path is naturally moving down through the hitting area um and that's because it's difficult it's almost impossible for your weight to lean away from the target while you're up on your back foot. So it's it's almost impossible. And again, a lot of what this can help is if you have like a sway or something like that in your swing. And the next tip is going to help with that too. But if you don't have that ability to kind of because of the fact you would lose your balance if you tried to sway to your right with without using your right foot down as stability to push back against the earth you're going to come off balance so effectively we're trying to take a little bit of your ability to balance away so that you have to be more balanced you you really have to be shifting around your center of grav your center of mass in order to to com- successfully complete a swing gotcha so you're going to start to get a feel for what that feels like and then once you start to get that feel go back to taking your normal stance but try to maintain the same balance so again this is what we're going to do is we're going to stop you from moving all around and we're just going to keep working on we talked about Balance and rotation being those two keys to the formula of, of great ball striking. So this is just going to force you to be able to just rotate and maintain that balance. And it's it's something, like I said, that's helped my game dramatically.
1: Yeah. Now, I'm not – I was confusing this also with what was uh, – I, th- I believe was – was it the tip that Ryan gave you? We worked with so many great coaches lately. I don't even know who it was. Where they wanted you to kind of bring your front foot back, your, your your right leg back, and just take a practice swing in that position. Yeah, I mean... Is that a similar concept?
0: Yeah, you're... you're Well, I don't remember doing that with right. Ryan. Ryan had... Who was
1: that with a hedge? Like, what Bubba Watson does. He brings one foot back and he takes a practice swing in front of the ball.
0: In front of the ball? Um... Well, well, Ryan had me coming down and across the front of the ball at my practice swing. We maybe We were working that's on hitting out on, on the, but it, but I had nothing to do with it. We were just speed. using
1: different terms, but yes. Yeah,
0: he, he, Ryan had me working on that, we, and we could do a whole episode on that because that was great, and that's been helping me a lot. He had me working on, uh, it's like what's I think Scotty Scheffler does, so that you can work on getting right, so hitting out towards the different. toe. so that's completely Yeah, so this is just getting your, your right foot back, like I said, going on that toe, and then just maintaining that balance. Like I said, you're not going to be able to swing full speed, but it will be a very quick thing that you will realize in your feel, of if you're moving around too much because remember this as you start to move your your body mass around if you think of the golf swing as just this big arc and somewhere it's got a bottom out ideally you want the very bottom of that swing to be right at the ball or maybe some people say maybe right in front of that ball yes now if you start to take your 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 mass your your center of gravity and shift it around Physics just says the bottom of that swing also has to shift. Right, so right, right, right. So as you're moving that around, you're not making that crisp contact. What we want to do is we want to time those out so that the, the bottom of your swing matches up with where that ball is. So by working on these things that f- make you really focus on great balance, balance is one of the biggest keys to that to the, making sure that you, that swing is, is you know, the, the swing arc is bottoming out at just the right moment. And that's what really matches up. For great ball striking got it all right i'm gonna try it in the sim today yeah so this is a great one and other the other one too is and it's very kind of similar uh and you'll see a lot of of people working on this even at the highest level sometimes you'll see a pga tour player warming up a little bit doing this um but it's another drill again that that will really kind of work on restricting your balance um and that's taking a couple of swings with your feet together. Yeah, so like basically all we're going to do with this drill, again, do this at the range if you can, um, is just modifying your stance. We're not mod- Note with either of these drills, we're not modifying anything else with your swing, just your stance. So here what we're going to do is when you get to that club at address, just put your feet together as really as close as you can. They can even be touching. And then make a swing while focusing on the on, on that clean ball striking. Again, you will not be able to do a full speed swing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the idea of even just doing half or three quarter speed. But you're not thinking about power. All you're thinking about is solid strikes. And I find that this is one of the best things you can do if your ball striking is getting away from you. This is the qu- quickest, dirtiest little drill that you can do is just put those feet together and then just start to, to make your swings and work on just your primary focus being clean contact and the reason is is because you don't have that support from your lower body remember as you you widen your feet the the wider your base goes the more support you have in your lower body now there's a way you can take this too far you can and and Kevin Sprecker corrected me with this I was taking too wide of a stance if you take too wide of a stance it's going to restrict your ability to rotate but if you take too narrow of a stance your your um what do you call it You're not gonna be able to support a lot of movement at the top. So you gotta go a little bit, you know, just the right width. Um, But, while your feet are close together, you have to pay attention to your upper body rotation and keeping it as centered as possible. So you're going to be making some compressions. Um, if you're used to making um, compensations with your balance to get the club in the right position, those compensations are going to be really revealed here. Okay. So a lot of us as golfers, we will make a number of comp- compensations in our swing. And maybe over years and years of playing golf, we get to that point where um, – we we become so adept at those compensations. We're pretty good at our ball striking, but it's still not as reliable as we want. What we ideally want is to not have to make multiple compensations and be able to just rely on good balance and good rotation in order to make that clean, crisp strike every time. That's that's a much more repeatable motion than working on things like hands and timing and trying to make up for a lot of those compensations. So, if you have your feet together, if you're doing a whole lot of extra stuff with your upper body, it's going to be revealed because you don't no longer have the balance the stability you would with a wider stance. Yeah. You can fall forward, backwards, right, left. You're going to feel that really quick. So another big one, if you struggle at all with a sway in your swing, this is going to really show you it because we've done extensive work uh, with with instructors on rotate rotating instead of swaying. Both of us have a sway in our swing. Mm-hmm. And if your feet are together, and as a righty golfer, you start to sway to your right. You're not going to hold your balance very long before you fall over. Exactly. So it, it, it shows you that in order to make that contact, you need to rotate. And we've talked about on the podcast before. We'll talk about it a lot more. That real true speed and power comes from rotation, not a sway. And I think one thing that kind of leads people the wrong way is that we talk about loading up on your right side. Well, the reality is it doesn't necessarily, and there is a a degree of weight shift, but when you start to see those hips start to sway, when you start to move your center of gravity away from the ball, now you have to compensate and bring that center of gravity back in order to bottom that swing out. So while there is a little bit of a degree of weight shift, a lot of it is a rotational shift. So this will get you getting a real feel for a good rotation without a lot of upper body movement and compensation
1: yeah i mean i love the idea of next range session or practice session go get your bucket of balls start right off the chipping green do this for the entire bucket Put your feet together, get that down, then go over to the range, spread your legs a little apart. Maybe your maybe your balance will be better. Yeah. Maybe your rotation will improve and maybe you'll be striking the ball better.
0: 100%.
1: You know, it might be instead of going to the range first and then say, I'll take a couple balls out of my bag when I'm done and chip a little bit. Yeah. Try reversing it for this reason.
0: Yeah. And a lot of people do chip with their feet very close together. Keep in mind that what I'm having you do here are some full swings. You're still going to take some full mm-hmm. swings. You just won't be able to do them at full speed. Yeah, of course. Because, like you said, you're really going to struggle there because you have no, you have much less of a base to stand on. But, like I said, if if you're unsure what you might be doing with your upper body or where your 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 body is moving around, this will we'll uncover it real quick. And and ultimately, the whole goal of this is just to quiet down some of those extra body mo- uh, movements that or compensations that might be leading your ball striking astray. We're trying to Mm -hmm. simplify the swing quite a bit. And then speaking of chipping, another drill that can be really good for this is just doing some left hand. And this is for righties again, switch this if you're a lefty, but left hand only chipping. Um, and that's that, a great drill, another one to start with. And, and we see this all the time. We see a lot of Pro Tour players. Yeah, this one's blowing my mind a little bit. What's the theory here? So, here you're not, definitely not taking a full swing, um, but you can really get a feel for what it's like to catch the ball cleanly with, with chipping. Right? It's got to be tough to do, though. Oh, Maybe. no doubt. It might be a little bit of no a disaster. Doubt. But if you're struggling with catching the ball cleanly, okay. it could be something that you're doing. And We just did an entire episode on Ben Hogan's that wrist move mm-hmm. and and having a little bit of your your wrist bone t- pointing towards the target rather than kind of flipping that and cupping that wrist at impact. Um, but, the, but the drill basically it's going to do is just it's going to help you keep a firm, flat lead wrist. And that can be another thing that can get away from great ball striking. If you're finding that you're casting or flipping, and you're you're starting to that wrist is becoming cupped, like we talked about a whole lot in a previous episode. um, If you start to notice that, then that could be where you're you're not going to be catching that ball as cleanly as you want. A really good clean strike, and this is something that that has resulted in my improved clean strikes and I feel like it's happening more often is just been focusing on that Hogan kind of wrist that we went over really quite a bit in just an episode or so ago um but a good way to get the feel for this is just that left hand only because you're not going to be able to chip the ball up if you're flipping with your left hand yeah exactly it's going to really give you an idea of just kind of keeping that left arm quiet and just kind of just pulling it using your rotation to pull it through the shot Um, and this is a great thing because you can kind of practice this everywhere if you don't mind making a few small divots you can even do it in your yard but anywhere there's like a chipping practice you can kind of do this another thing you can do is put it as part of your warm-up on the range just get a couple of short left hand only chip shots to get a feel for where that 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 nice firm you know flat lead wrist needs to be as you're kind of going through and then keep that in mind as you start to work up to your full swings so you're kind of keeping that that just just kind of pulling through that that impact zone rather than doing too many of these compensations cuz compensations really are where your ball striking consistency can go out the window you may have one yeah. or two good ones and then one or two bad ones right right yeah right. So that's where that can be. And it it can be, like I said, a very simple one. If you want a demonstration of this, we included a a YouTube video uh, that we found with a great just kind of drill, just demonstrating it. It's just two or three minutes long, which we'll embed right in the the show notes. Um, So you guys can check that out if you want to take a look at that. Um, I I might try this for the first time on some fluffy rough
1: with not a soul near me. Before I bring it to like a range or something. Yeah, you could. Uh, but uh, I mean,
0: ultimately, it's, it doesn't have to be a very far shot. No, so nah, right. Just a nice about, little. Right. Even if you're no, just hitting a little kidding. 10 to but 15 yes. yarders.
1: But now just like hearing you talk about it, watching this here, I, I could totally see how this can help. Yeah. Interesting. Because
0: if you can improve those two things that we're kind of we're working on with hmm. these three drills, which is really the way that lead wrist performs at impact and your balance you're going to become a better ball striker. Yeah, I mean, that's just the reality. I think that the number one component would be that balance. That's why we included two drills based on balance. But a, another piece of the puddle, puzzle is that lead wrist. And I find, like I talked about in that episode, we talked about that Hogan wrist, finding one thing to kind of focus on can really help. Like, you know, way you want to just do this one thing rather than thinking about a million different things, that kind of leads to the body doing Everything else it needs to do to get you in that position. Yeah. But you'll you mm-hmm. if you just do that and just keep hitting those those one hand little chips, you'll start to feel like, oh, okay, I can really feel the difference between clean contact and bad contact, because you've got only just that one arm to work right. with. Right. Right. And then when you start to feel those good ones, say, okay, I can repeat that motion and include the right hand and just keep repeat that motion, and it really will help. Well, dude, you and I are knocking on the door to playing consistent
1: rounds in the low 80s to pretty soon high 70s and i look at for my own game i mean i was consistently in the mid 90s maybe three years ago yeah. And I took all of these little things and just implemented. I have not gone taken lessons. Yes, I've gotten a playing lesson here and there. I've gone to a coach here and there, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm not signing up for these guys, you know, and, and seeing them every week. So, I'm just a long winded way of me saying I'm instituting these little things and some of them, I'll be honest, they don't work for me. This left-hand only drill might not work for me. But, you know, tip number 2, I know for a fact feet together. I love that drill. That might work for me. And like I said earlier in the top of the show, all these little things are leading to awesome scores. So guys, find out what works for you here and try it.
0: Yeah, and that's why I don't think you need to be, you don't need to take a billion lessons. Exactly, I know right. that can get expensive, but if you instead can get the most legs out of those lessons, we've talked about before, Going in, knowing what you need to work on, kind of really helping your coach understand what you're struggling with, and then really tuning in and listening and coming out there with a couple of key things. Like you were saying, Mike, you and I don't get to take a ton of lessons, but when we do those four, five, six different lessons that we take throughout the year, we, we come out with takeaways that then becomes the next step is, like I said, putting the reps yeah. in. Taking those couple of things and then going out and putting the time in, you know, you and no coach can do the work for you so you have to find the things that that speak to your game as you said and go in put the time in put the reps in and you'll see golf is not a game you get better at overnight as time progresses you said that three years in the past three years all of a sudden slowly start to look hey you know on average our scores are better and better season over season Mm -hmm. that's what it's like putting the work in and then just enjoying that process put that work in that's it. All right, so that's everything we have. You can get to the show notes by going to golfficity.com slash episode 382. And as always, we say this every week, feel free to contribute. If there's a drill, if there's something that's worked for you, something that didn't work, let us know. You can drop it in the comments if you're watching this on YouTube or on Facebook Watch or in the in the Golfisty Facebook group, which is free to join. Go to gol- Just go to Facebook, search Golfisty the golf podcast. You'll find our group. It's a great way to carry the conversation on. And like I said, contribute because there are countless drills out there for ball striking. If you found one other than these three that's really worked for you, or maybe some modification of one of these three drills has worked for you, share it with us, share it with the group. We're all learning from each other. We'll all become better golfers for it. All right, that's everything we have for you guys. We'll see everybody again next week.